China stole my wiggles. Asshole! It's December 22nd, 2021. This is Rare Encounter, Encounter number 76. And making rude gestures at the monster in my mirror, I'm Abel Kirby. And still shopping for Christmas, I'm Cold Asset. Shop, shop, shop away. You don't get everything delivered by Amazon like everyone else around here? No, I'm a sucker who actually goes out to physical stores still. Uh, I saw the poor guy uh, carrying everything up three flights of stairs, so he'd stop at each apartment in the, in the Amazon van, get out a big old pile of presents, and carry them up the stairs. And they they had to make several trips, so there were a couple of vans that came around the whole apartment complex through the, the day. You know, there was so much to be delivered. It was the same guy, too. Like, he went out, he delivered everything, he went back and got more, and then delivered more. It was very, uh, Jesus. You know, he's the real Santa Claus. That's what, I, what I'm trying to say. Yeah, the real MVP. Mm. So, to uh, celebrate tonight, I, uh, I got an ice house. You ever had ice house? Well, you don't drink beer, so nope, maybe not. I've never heard of ice house. Ice yeah, I house. don't drink beer. Ice House is a beer I stopped drinking when I turned, actually when I turned 18, not even 21. <laughs> but I, I saw it in the, I saw it in the, uh, the gas station and it's a 24 ounce, you know, big old tall boy can. And it, it was 99 cents. And you can't beat that. I said, wow, this is going to be the cheap. 99 cent beer? I don't know. I think pretty much anything would be able to beat that. <laughs> it's, uh, it's actually not bad. I think it had worse uh, for a for a ninety nine cent beer, this is probably good. You know, no complaints on my side. Probably. Would you open on you? Is it end? good? Oh yeah, it's fine. Oh. Ah, haritos, fruit ha- punch today. Haritos. It's been a while. <laughs> haritos. Da, 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 da. Haritos. We should get a jingle Har- for yeah, that. Yeah, haritos for Carlito. We. Carlito. Hey, you want to go with me to Mexico? Yeah, that's like. We should get a jingle that's in the style of uh, Carlito, except it, it's going to be, say, Haritos, Haritos. We should do that, man. If only one of us... Yeah, uh, we should. If, well, if only one of us was a musician, we'd do something. Yeah, well, one of us is a musician. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whoa, thanks for reminding me. I almost forgot. Uh, there was something I wanted to promote this show. And I yeah, something, something that uh, something Sir Spencer was promoting last night, right? Yeah, so Sir Spencer and I have been working for the better part of this year on an album. And we've been writing and recording, and we've even had our podcast on the side, Ablecraft, where we... The podcast started, I, I think, halfway through the project. It started in July, if I remember right. Basically as a way to get us into a, a meeting, so... You know, the, if you listen to the Abelcraft podcast, it's really us just updating ourselves on what we did this week and what's uh, what's going on with the project. But it's been a really fun ride. We're coming to the end, and our launch day is actually Christmas Eve. So we've got uh, a couple last-minute things. We're basically ready to go. Uh, I've got two more renders to spit out, and uh, we've got the website has to be put up, I think. But Sir Spencer's on that. He's the one dealing with all that stuff. I'm just doing the audio right now. He's doing everything else, so I've got to applaud him for taking all that off my plate. And he's been doing a great job, too, uh, with like the follow-ups with the artist and stuff. So we've got a bunch of tracks. Uh, each one is illustrated. Well, not illustrated. But it has a kind of a cover art piece per, for every song. 
and uh, I've been kind of bearing the lead on this, but it's a podcasting 2.0 style uh, album, which is, I will, I'll say, one of the first of its kinds. And I'll say it's the first album put together that was conceived to be podcasting 2.0. There's been other stuff up there that I don't think was intended to be podcasting 2.0. Uh, it was just kind of music that was ready to go at the right time. And But this one we started consciously saying we want to write a whole thing and put it together. And the entire goal of the project is to put it up as an RSS feed. So the album will be tracks as an RSS feed. You can listen to it on a new podcast app and stream sats. You can stream sats to the while you're listening and send us notes and stuff. So uh, it's all a big experiment. It's a advent. <laughs> it's I don't know how we describe it. I don't want to say anything disparaging about it, but it's it's a technology project and a music project matched up, which is totally my style. So we'll have the announcement for that on Christmas Eve. So look forward for that. I'll be posting on the No Agenda Social. I'm sure Sir Spencer will be promoting it. Uh, and uh, no, make sure you all give there it a listen. There was some talk. Yeah, there was some talk on Bowl After Bowl last night. There's a website going to be around for it. Yeah, I don't. Did he announce the yet? URL? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Ah, well, we need to get that and stick it in the show notes. Yeah, it's not up there yet. I just typed it in. <laughs> Uh, so it's not alive yet, uh, but we're we're going to announce it. The other thing is we're going to test it before we put it up, so we're, we're kind of we're not announcing all the URLs right now. We're going to announce it on Christmas Eve. So, but I can tell you the title of the album is uh, is Stay a While, and our group name. We finally settled on a band name, which is just Abel and the Wolf. After a couple missteps, <laughs> it's fairly ludicrous oh. discussions. Uh, we figured that was the easiest, uh, most descriptive thing we could be. So. Abel and the Wolf, stay a while. Look forward to it. Yeah, Sir Spencer just said uh, no early upskirt peeking, and I wasn't intending to peek up your skirt, Sir Spencer, but if that's your fashion, I mean, you do you, buddy. I mean, we've all seen it before, so it's nothing new. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we've, we've all seen his OnlyFans. Yes, indeed. Well, speaking of value for value, uh, this show is also value for value. Let's roll into this for a yes, second. Yes, and in fact, nine seconds ago, we got some value for value. Oh, really? We did. Uh, this yeah, was Sir Spencer. Sir Spencer sent in one thousand two hundred thirty-four sats with the message: "Spread those cheeks and prepare for a live boost sliding in." <laughs> That's right, because you now have helipad installed. Uh, yes, I do. I have Helipad installed, and so I'm seeing these boostograms coming in live now. We also got another. We also got another boost about 18 hours ago from Booberry, or I guess we can call him in this case Boostbury. Boostbury. Would you allow that? Boostbury. <laughs> yeah. We could call him Hank for all I care. Yeah. He sent in 64,256, and those are some nice numbers if you ask me. <laughs> 64 because, well, 64, Commodore 64, 256 because that's 2 to the power of 8. And I am showing just how two much of a nerd I am. 2 to the power of 8, yes. What's up, nerds? Yeah, I see, the, uh, I see the stuff coming in, but I don't have helipad, so I basically have to refresh this page. And if I wanted to read the message, I have to download it. So what is your node running on? My note is running on uh, Raspi, Raspi Blitz. Okay, well then, you just need to do what I did earlier today, and you'll have, you'll have uh, this running on yours too, because I'm also using Raspi Blitz. I'm I'm going to look at it 
now Sir Spencer's offered to help me too on this. Uh, I'll look at it after the album launch. I, I have my blinders on now. I'm not doing anything but the album stuff. I will do it though. Okay. So by next episode, next episode, the 29th, that'll be our... You'll do it. By God, you'll do it. By God, well, I'll do it. It's easy peasy lemon squeezy, apparently, says Sir Spencer 69. All right. It is. It is. It was like stupidly simple. There is like, you do a double you get, and you do a chamod, and then you run the script, and all of a sudden, you got boosts, baby! You got boosts! Boosted. Boosted like it's going out of style. Oh, man. Now, there were some other messages that came in. I, I'm seeing the ones that I get for Ablecraft, which you don't get, but so I'll ignore those. But I did get another one of these spam messages. Remember we had this guy, Baystar, uh, who said, hey, check out my note, was his whole message. Um, yeah. I, I did confirm, so I, I do have my, my uh, Boostagram reader, now tells me the show that was sent in. And he didn't send it to any show, so I figure it's, uh, it's fair game to talk about here. And I got a different one. I got another 10 sats from Mission Node. And it's another one of essentially the same spam messages. It has a confirm receipt invoice and some other bullshit. But the interesting thing about this is it's, it is spam, but they're paying to spam me. So I don't want to block them. They're sending me 10 sats every time they send a message out there. Which I think is just fine. You keep sending it to me. That's cool. Yeah, send the sats. I mean, I mean... The, pr the problem with spam has always been that you get nothing out of it. But in this case, you are getting something out of it. So is it really still spam? It's interesting. Maybe we need a new word. Not spam. It could be... Um, ham? Ham. It's just no... <laughs> that's kind of... Well, I mean, we could call it sperm, too, but that's uncreative. Uh, what would we call it? The new kind of boost spam. Unwanted boost. boost. Spam. Unwanted boosts. Baloney, says Aid Man. Yeah, baloney, or... I do like the idea of, uh... Of, uh... Blam? Blam. blam? I like blam, because it has a positive connotation. Yeah. I like blam. Let's call it blam. So I got a blam from Mission.Node, and I got another blam from Baystar. So, uh, keep blaming me, boys. What about, um, I'm going down my list here. We also have traditional producers who send us cuck bucks once in a while. Did we get any of those? No, not today. Not today. Not even recently. Someone was talking in chat about sending something right before the show. And, uh... Well, if they send, if they send it after 5 p.m. on a show day, uh, Eastern time, it doesn't get counted. It ends up being next, it ends up being for the next show. Hmm. Do we have a... I have, I have a cutoff. It's a strict cutoff. Not one second after. Hmm, interesting. Do we also, uh, what about the regular Bitcoin? There's a normal Bitcoin address that you manage too. Do we get anything on that? I haven't checked that in a while, but I don't think we've ever gotten anything that you didn't send to it. Hmm, okay. Because I, I got a DM with uh, Bitcoin that you were CC'd on. I thought uh, maybe that was something. Okay, it well, wasn't for the show. Me, let me fire up Electrum. I can always check. It wasn't Servo. Because we had a conversation about this, like, last Thursday. <laughs> I just want to make sure he gets credit. All right, well, I, I'm, I'm checking, I'm checking. Where is my passwords for my wallets? Oh, boy. Well, we're doing it live. Well, Cold Acid is looking that up. I want to remind everyone that we do have a website, rareencounter.net, where you can go and find all our links, the RSS feed link to listen to the past shows. We also have 
uh, our chat room that you can hop inside, which is hashtag rare encounter on zero node. And you can send us email at show at rareencounter.net, though we've never received any emails. So you can pop that cherry if you want. <laughs> send us some regular old Whoa. spam. And uh, I will. My britches. Do, do we get something? 69,000 sats. Yeah. On the 15th. Yeah, that sounds about right. And this was... And you're saying it, that was Servo? Yeah. It says it was Servo. And the only reason I know is because he sent a DM. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I think that puts Servo as the executive producer um, because 69,000 sats is certainly more than 10 or... Uh, it's uh, certainly more than 64,256. Yeah. 64, 69. Yeah, it looks like you, uh, you made it. So thank you, Servo. 69 kilosats was worth 33 USD. Very interesting. Numerology, I love it. I have here 4297 Canadian. Hmm. Four. Wait, it's 33 and 42. That's great. Yeah. Fucking magic. It's the stars are aligning. Oh, speaking of stars aligning, uh, I wanted to make sure we put something in our show notes here, which was a story I referenced on the last rare encounter it was that arthur c clark now this is the third episode where we just talk about arthur c clark for a while but this was the nine billion names of god which is one of my favorite stories from the 50s and i went out and searched and i found a google docs link that has a pdf of the full story and it's one two three four five six it's really five and change uh long very short story but i recommend anyone read it it's, it's great so look forward to that in the, the show notes I went and reread it on my phone right after the last episode, and it still holds up. It's still a great story. Mm -hmm. mm. Now I got some. I got some story to bring. Oh yeah, hit me. Video game news and retro computing news. Sonic the Hedgehog's now the the original Sonic the oh, Hedgehog is gay? now available on another platform. <gasps> okay, just checking. Yep. So, Sonic the Hedgehog one for the Commodore sixty four. Really? Now, of course, this is this is the this is a port of the Master System version, not the Genesis Mega Drive version. Okay. Uh, that would be simply impossible to do with the computing power and colors available on a C64. Not to mention they don't have blast processing. You need that blast processing to go fast. You actually kind of do because <laughs> to date. There has been no there has been no port of the Genesis version to the Commodore Amiga, even to the AGA chipset. And part of that can be blamed on the fact that the uh, Amigas were always using planar graphics instead of chunky graphics. <laughs> and so it made doing it tile tile based engines like what the Genesis was really good at and actually had hardware support for. It, on the computer. Hmm. Wasn't it the... It was just a DMA bus, wasn't it? Maybe I had my facts wrong. But the idea was that it it just let the program access memory in a, in a faster way? Oh, no, there is... There's more than... There's more than DMA to deal with. And on the Amiga, at least, all that DMA was was good for was getting stuff to the custom chips... <laughs> and those and those used 
those used slow chip RAM. It wasn't just it wasn't just called slow chip RAM because it was like because it wasn't as fast as RAM you could access solely by the CPU, but because it was clocked to those to those uh, custom chips. And while the while the custom chips in the Amiga were great at the beginning of its era, they became an albatross later on. Mm. Now with the Genesis, the Genesis actually had actually had hardware in it that would make it easy to do tile engines because you could say, yeah, just duplicate this pattern across the screen and it could do it could do that all nice. And it made it a lot. It made it a lot easier to actually do tile-based games. And if you if you break it down, Sonic the Hedgehog is a tile-based game. Oh like yeah, everything that you see is made up of tiles or a couple of sprites, like Sonic and the Badniks and Robotnik. Those are sprites, right? Uh, the actual level layouts are done with tiles. So what you're telling and me is... Because, because of the way the hardware was designed, the uh, the Genesis was able to just, like, pump out those tiles with a minimum amount of CPU uh, time dedicated to it. And so you could spend more time on building out neat crap in the game. So they had a they had an instruction for like rep mat is the only thing I think of is for like a hyper optimized blast with rep mat where you can repeat a just repeat the texture over and over and over. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Oh, well, that's what that's what they must have I, done I'm, as a I'm, joke. I'm more familiar with Bitblit. <laughs> Bitblit. But that's it. But that's essentially it, right? It's it's you lay you lay out. This is this is my tile map. This is how you should lay them out on the screen as the screen's displayed right now, right? And then the the hardware essentially for rendering essentially goes, okay, I'm pulling this from the memory, pulling this from the memory, and drawing it all out. Yep. That's cool stuff. I like that. Back old... in those days you didn't have you didn't have like multi ported RAM like we do these days. Mm. Right? Like cat like caches in CPUs are multi ported, so you can have like multiple different things addressing the RAM at the same time, right? And so things can move sideways and stuff as well. And, and I mean, back in the days, like, of 16-bit computers and, and, like, the Amiga and stuff, you didn't, you didn't have that capability. If they had that capability in the mid-'80s, then perhaps there wouldn't have been the dictomy between... Uh, chip RAM and fast RAM, although there probably still would have been just to keep costs down. So there's no mode. The other thing I can think of is uh, SNES had that Mode Seven graphics, and that really wasn't. Uh, it was kind of unique to that system, wasn't it? I have only ever yeah, seen Mode and, Seven on Super Nintendo, and, except for like emulators and stuff that came later. Yeah, it's not something that uh, that you'd be able to do with, say, an Amiga. Uh, not just because, although the Amiga did have some other interesting things, like you could actually split up the screen vertically into into different slices, have those different slices run at different horizontal clock speeds. So you could have a section that is like twelve hundred eighty pixels across, and do that for like I don't know eighty scan lines. And then the rest is like 320 pixels uh, across on each line. Hmm. 
for the rest of them. And this was this was actually something that was used in Amiga OS itself. If you had if you had applications running on different screens, so to speak, you could actually drag a screen down. And even though they could have very different resolutions, those screens, you'd see you'd see like the high de the high density pixels on one, and then on the rest of your monitor, you'd see like the low density pixels of the other. I misused dictomy, huh? Or did I just mispronounce it? Well, it's this dichotomy. <laughs> oh, is it? We're talking about it in chat. But, uh, it, well, I don't know. I say it with three syllables, but you said two, so I don't know. It's, I'm not the language police, but Servo is, and since he's the executive producer, he's just producing you. So. Yeah. Just just like the idol master, you know? Now he's that I think about producing yeah, dictomy you. sounds more like some sort of medical procedure for one's penis. Well, they do that in idol master, too. <laughs> That's oh, producer! Oh, producer, Servo, the producer! <laughs> oh, God, I think we just found our bit for Rare Encounter. <laughs> you're not just the producer, you're producing the idols, you know? Producer has a whole different meaning. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, give it to me! Where's that I could have timed clip? that a little better. Yeah, where's that oh, carb clip? <laughs> oh, producer said... Oh my god. Oh, there, there, there's a few stomps for both of us. Yeah, there's something there. Well, what do we got down the road here? Uh, I got some... Well, I got some anime. We can roll into anime. How about we roll into anime a little bit later? Uh, I want to talk about watching. Yeah, let's machines. save the anime for a little later. Um, well, let me do another follow-up. Then I'll do the washing machine bit. And uh, this was the scan of the month. I was trying to find out some, um, some details on the scan of the month. Uh, was it scanofthemonth.com? It was that, that website you brought in. And yeah, scanofthemonth.com. Um, for a transparent scanning system, it's actually very opaque. Uh, you can't find a lot of information on it. I was looking for people on LinkedIn. I was trying to find out what company does this. I looked at the DNS who is uh, lookup. And so the registrar is Google. But that doesn't mean that Google runs it. It just means they're the registrar. And I don't know. I, I spent... Mm, Half an hour, maybe closer to an hour over you know the course of two days, uh, just typing stuff in, looking for any reference to who runs this thing, what's the equipment being uh, uh, the equipment behind the scanning, who's doing the analysis, and it's really surprising that nobody has a brand name or a consulting firm behind it because people who do this kind of stuff kind of live off from the idea that they're just going to get a gig to go analyze this data set, you know, they'll, and I don't see anything. So who's behind it? Who's making money off of it? What's the point of it? Uh, where's the money Maybe come from? Maybe nobody's you know? making money off of it. They Bullshit. just think it's a cool idea and they're, and they're doing it and they're staying private about who's doing it just in case, say, Apple wants to sue them for doing the CT scans of the, uh, airpods this month no right i don't buy that for a second the uh anything Only that you thing wanna... i can think of no it's it's really surprised by the way they did not reply to my request for information i did try and contact them through the website i got nothing i got crickets so i don't know maybe i'm just looking in the wrong place but this same this is suspicious they should have some contact information front and center. They should have a little link that says, hey, if you want to hire us, click here. I don't know a single image analyst that doesn't do do that, or at least link back to, you know, their company. 
Because that's how they make money, you know? They want to get... It's advertising. They want to get out there and get people... Um, get people uh, calling them saying, hey, we got something to process. Come look at it. You know, we want uh, expert testimony. Come look at this, you know? Whatever it is, they want they want to get the job. So, you know, why don't they have any information? It's very, it's very strange. And that's all I have to say about that. It's a puzzlement. It is. It is a mystery. If you know anything about ScanOfTheMonth.com, you can send it to me on No Agenda Social or a show at RareEncounter.net, though we've I've never received an email from that address. So I, was, I don't know. They could all be going to the trash bin for all I know. I just don't think anybody's sending us email. Hmm. Very interesting. Well, um, the other thing that I wanted to bring up, uh, I'll just roll into this. Was This was the laundry room bit. Uh, I have a new apartment. As you know, I recently moved to Ohio, and one of the things that it does not have is washers, clothes washers, and clothes dryers. Uh, they're not included in the apartment. You have to get one of your own and supply it yourself. And so well, I've been that sucks. Yeah, so I've been looking at them. I've been looking at, you know, different uh, stores, different brands and models. And so I've been down doing the research on it. And I wanted to bring to the show some of these photographs of laundry rooms. And these are publicity photos taken by Maytag for to promote their uh, modern washing machine. And it's a top loading washer with a side loading dryer. And it kind of looks like something from the you know, 90s, nothing too special. But I just wanted to get your opinion on this picture. I put them in my show notes. Do you see them? Yeah. So they have the washer and the dryer in the middle of this giant laundry room. It looks like it could be a kitchen. And Yeah, that is, that is, that is definitely got a kitchen feel. I mean, with that, with that countertop and those windows. But instead and of a the, stove. And the cabinet, the cabinets above. But yeah, instead of, instead of a stove, there's a fucking washer and dryer. That's exactly what it looks like, is they had a kitchen that looked like a cool kitchen, and they just took out the stove, they took out the dishwasher, they put a washer and dryer in it. And who, they, like, who puts a fucking tile backsla- or backsplash behind a washer and dryer? So, right? What I wanted Who to, would do that? What unless I, you're unless you're like a millionaire with with more fashion sense than intelligence, right? I mean, there's fucking French doors into the room. <laughs> no. This is, this is definitely not a laundry room, despite the fact that there's a washer and dryer and an ironing board there. <laughs> yeah, and they had the little... I, I like the overall layout. I mean, it looks good. It's lit well. Um, they have It'd the, be a great kitchen. I mean, it looks like it has the salt and pepper shakers in the, in the left, or maybe those are olive oil. So, yeah, it almost looks like a kitchen. But what I wanted to propose was that maybe they're using these appliances for something other than clothes washing. What if they're, you know, you put all your vegetables in the washing machine, and it's, it's a big salad spinner, basically, is what they are. You know what I mean? You put your tater tots hey, in the dryer. people have used autoclaves to cook food, so you know, you oh. know you're not that far off. Oh, my God. That's such a bad thing to do, though. <laughs> Uh, I've I've tried to cook food inside industrial equipment. Why? It's it's oh, uh, no. if you're if you're working in a hospital. I mean, if you're working in a hospital, oh, hospital. and you feel like something sous vide, right? There you go. You got everything you need. Just put your food in the autoclave. I'm thinking about industrial autoclaves, not medical. The autoclaves I know of are for curing airplane glue, <laughs> and we have tried to cook stuff inside a. Uh, 
you know, curing ovens and stuff. That is such a bad idea because everything you put in there outgasses and it outgasses like, oh, it's flux and all these, you know, the, the toxic parts of the glue that just spray out when it gets hot and uh, at low, low pressure, you know? Yeah, but the autoclaves that are used in hospitals are used to sterilize instruments. Yeah, you so they you sterilize. Don't ha- you don't have to worry about those about those organics in when you uh, when you do that because those uh, with the heat and pressure that you get in those medical autoclaves, well, you're not going to have anything organic left. Yeah, well, you know, and if there's a little kidney on that clamp. Uh, that gets left over inside there just adds to the flavor. Yeah, and I mean, like, look at all the people who enjoy steak and kidney pie, right? A little, yeah. little bit of extra kidney, a little bit of liver, right, from uh, from the scalpels, right? That doesn't hurt anybody. Yeah, you yeah. know, a little, a little bit of a little bit of human, the other other white meat. <laughs> the other other white meat, long pig is what they call it in China. Long pig. Long pig. There's um. One other thing about my laundry research, which is that most of these websites have little throwaway fluff bits. I mean, Maytag makes equipment. is That's what they do. But they have to fill up a website, and so they have hired writers to go write basically fluff pieces for like, oh, here's seven tips for doing laundry and, and some other things. And I wanted to highlight the seven easy steps for doing laundry, according to Maytag. And uh, mm-hmm. there was there was one interesting one, and I'll just say the uh, the one that I did not know is it, they say turn sweaters inside out to prevent pilling. Now I've never turned a sweater inside out, but I've also I don't wash sweaters because they always pill. So I don't know what to say about that. Have, did you know that? Uh no, I never bothered doing anything like that. Yeah, I've had sweaters. The normal way that I get sweaters is I go to basically thrift stores and then i pick out ugly sweaters uh and i basically do it once a year and then my strategy for washing them is that i just keep wearing them and i never wash them and then when they get really gross i donate them back to the thrift store and buy a new one or uh, throw it out if it's really nasty and buy a new one so i never when you wash those sweaters man they always uh yeah the they pill really bad so they get the little clumps of whatever the material is and you have to go over with a straight razor if you want to cut them off. It's uh, it's terrible. Looks awful. Mm. But the other tips are kind of standard, and they give the the no common sense approach. And I've seen this in a couple different places now because uh, I've been looking at these these lists. And they say make sure you sort all of your laundry. And when we say all of your laundry, we mean all of your laundry. And the number of categories they tell you to sort into is absolutely ridiculous so they say sort whites lights and darks okay uh but also continue to select on denim cotton synthetics blends delicates towels and bedding and so between that i mean that's a and, lot of category and and then also, also heavily soiled and lightly soiled which i'm still i'm not sure about the heavy heavy soil and light soil I mean, so I'm really going to do two loads of laundry because one's more dirty than the other. What? But which... yeah, so you end up with you end up with one dimension with three elements, another dimension with seven elements and a third dimension with two elements. There's 42 fucking loads there, man. 42 loads of laundry. And each load is going to be one or two garments if you follow their no common sense. Yeah, there you go. And anyway, I have a problem with this because they say sort denim and bedding. Or cotton in bedding is different. So 
wait a minute, what if I have cotton bedding? Those are completely different. I have different cotton, cotton bedding. Well, what if you had denim bedding too? Like I think Boobery has denim bedding, I, I assume. He probably has those jean sheets. Uh, well, you know what denim's made of? Denim's made of cotton. But my point, yeah, it is actually. That's a, that's a really good point. But why are we, what am I supposed to do then? The categories don't really work. It's just bullshit. It is bullshit. So you know what I do? You know how I for my clothes, everything just goes in. For the, my for my towels and bedding, those I separate into white and colored. And oh my god, that just sounded so wrong. I <laughs> uh, we are gonna get hate mail now, aren't we? Nah, it's fine. I separate into uh, bleach and no bleach. Yeah, exactly. It's the, the, white, the whites get the bleach, and and the rest don't. The whites get and the bleach. And I have to bleach my I have to bleach my face and my face cloths and and hand towels, and they're all white, and so is most of my bedding. Not all of it. I have some. I have some not really flesh colored, but close <laughs> enough. Uh, Those aren't sheets. sheets. Those aren't sheets. That's my wife. Oh, dear. So, yeah, there's the laundry bit. Uh, I put in two other pictures of uh, stock photo laundry. uh, uh, Yes, one of them is an actual laundry room by look of things, and the last one could go either way. Well, that... Because it's it's got that kitchen counter thing going on again. It's got, like... It's got, like, a bowl of sugar and, like, uh, one of those, like crock pieces that you put like flour in and a little candy bowl right i want to point out something all of these are the same room redecorated yeah they're the they're the same room with the same man they've taken no it's the same photographer at the same facility they're all from maytag and what they do is every year or every different model they just build a new set but the set layout's the same so like the countertops one of these has a wood countertop, but the other one has the same countertop. And they, there's little things that are the same, like the ironing boards in the exact no, same this, place. No, this one, this one in the middle, this one in the middle, like, this one in the middle has, like, the long bar there. If it, it's not the same layout, at the very least. Um, I'll give it to you that that one's uh, at least shifted to the right. But it's, some of these look like they are the same stage the same stage in the uh, in the sound stage. The laundry sound stage is what we're going to call it. <laughs> Build up the set. I was trying to find a website for photographers who do this kind of stuff because there has to be firms that all they do is photograph, you know, uh, fake laundry rooms and fake living rooms and for, you know, uh, magazines and catalogs and all the same, that. The same people, the same people who, like, go and take the photos for houses going up for sale, right? I think it's different. Um, I think uh, it's a different group, but I will defer to anyone who knows more about. We should get Tom Starkweather on the show. Um, you know what? He's been on a couple a couple podcasts, but no one's really bugged him about the nitty gritty details of photography and the business. I have not heard that interview yet, and I want to do that. Yeah, we should we get should him on get, the show. We should get him on. I don't think we're going to have a guest next week because it's like the last show of the year and we're probably yeah. not going to be able to land anybody, but we should get him for January. I was trying to line I was trying to line someone yeah, up. Yeah, I I could come, pick so. his brain about uh Yeah, I could pick his brain about photography as well because I 
I mean, I dabble in the uh, camera arts. Hmm. Cool. So let's make a note. I wonder if... Do you think he's busy next week? Maybe we could get him on the show. Huh. Let's find out. Oh, we should we should check. All right. So that was it for the laundry. He's, pro- he's probably going to be he's probably going to be around the smoker tomorrow night. So if I see him in there, I'll ask. Yes, yeah, so if he wants to talk about photography, um, maybe we could get him into. Do you think he likes multiplane cameras or the multiplane photography I, thing? Those are I really have no cool. idea. Uh, I don't even know what that is. I I'm I'm I have a point and click camera that just happens to have the body of an SLR. It's the parallel. It's the um, for photographing animation cells. There's many planes that move independently, and you can move have them move at different rates. So you turn the crank, and one the bot the back plane moves slow, but the front plane moves faster. So you can do parallax effects like Disney, you know, and Bam- the opening for Bambi is the the go to uh, example of the multi plane thing. Huh. Hmm. The day I learned. Yeah. They use it in anime, too. Hey, anime. You want to talk about anime? Sure. What do we got? I got the story about well, um, the Dragon Maid China <laughs> video release. Yeah, let's, let's, talk, let's talk China. Let's talk the PRC. China. So, I don't watch this show. This is the Kyo, Kyoto Animation. Uh, what's it called? I watch the, it. Kyobayashi's Dragon Maid or something? Yeah. The, the Chinese version... It's just Dragon Maid for short. Or just Dragon Maid... And so the photo that I'm referencing, I put it in my notes. I think it's in it's going to be in the show notes, right? Has yes. the Japanese, which is also the same as the English release, visuals. And you see all the characters are there. And then there's the Chinese version of the release. And while I guess the same number of characters are there, but there's suspicious edits to some of them. They've changed the anatomy of uh, one, two, I think three different uh, girls in the cast. Definitely one of them. Uh, I think I counted. Th- no, they did. They did three. They uh, they all had. Re- oh yeah, I see. Yeah, they they redrew. They reduced. They redrew. They the reduced. So their boobs are all smaller. All of them. This is this Four. is an outrage, by the way. Yeah, all the boobs are smaller. And they covered up uh, Luca's uh, cleavage. Yep. They completely wrecked it. I don't even watch the show and I'm mad. This is four kids. No titty allowed in China. No titty for you. I had to stomp and drink. (laughs) There we go. This is like four kids level shit where they like paint on extra clothes because, oh, it's too risque. Come on, China. You used to be cool. China was never cool. Oh, man. But they also redid the opening and ending. Did you see those videos? No, I. they redid the opening and ending? Well, they redid them by... Um, I think it's... The, I, can't, I don't know which one's which. It's one of the videos from season two. It's either the opening or the ending. I can't tell them apart because they don't watch the show. But they, uh, they censored just by blurring everything out, all the boobs. Christ. All the wiggles... All the leanovers and everything, all the dancing. Dude, the wiggles com- were like the whole fucking anima- animation for for the opening. You know those wiggles from uh, Nick Jr. <laughs> oh dear! Fucking China! Fucking China, man! They stole our wiggles. China is asshole. China stole my wiggles. <laughs> oh man, I stopped that one. Okay. You had yeah, some, that's, that's that's worthy. You had some actual uh, anime to talk about. I don't. By yes, the way. give me a second. 
Uh, I've been meaning My to watch... My computer is being, being fucky let me, today. Let me so. fill for a second. I've been trying to watch Spice and Wolf Season 2. It's been on my list. I think I missed my my thing. I just don't have time to marathon it right now. Probably Christmas Day. Uh, I've got so much shit to do at the end of the year, but I just can't do it today, and I can't do it tomorrow, but I could probably do it the day after. <laughs> Uh, or the day after that, I don't know, we'll see. We'll see, this yeah. weekend, this weekend get, will be my day. You need to get your economy anime in somehow. Uh, yeah. That economy bit was just great, though. You don't see that in fiction. Period. And then anime, you know, sometimes there's weird stuff in anime, but just the the detail of... It's, a, it's an anime set in kind of medieval Europe, and the plot revolves around speculative trading of different coins from different kingdoms. It was fascinating. We it think was incredibly fascinating. It was, yeah. a, it was a lot of fun. It's all fiction, too. It's a fictional market, but then when you you watch it, it makes so much sense. You learn something from it. It's great. Well, because, because the author actually spent a lot of time studying economics. Yeah. You know, you know what else? You know what else that Hasakura was behind, right? Oh, the I know what you're talking about. It's also the boobs anime. <laughs> I never watched it. Uh, no, I wasn't going to be talking about any boobs anime. Yeah. World End Economica. Oh, yeah, I didn't read that one. The VN. I have. I haven't either. I have them, but I haven't actually. I haven't actually read them yet. Hmm. I should. Well, what have you read? What have you been up to? A lot of light novels. LNs, for those and, in the biz. And also a number of coffee table books around video games and the Amiga. Interesting. They make yes. coffee table books about that? Yeah, there's this, uh, there's this publisher in the UK called Bitmap Books. Wait a minute, this sounds like a great niche. This is coffee table books about video games and, I mean, just that to start. But that sounds like yeah, a great gotta, thing to, I bet you could sell a bunch of shit. Make a, you could make a. Oh man, if only, if only I had waited until this month to order my copy of Commodore Amiga, a visual compendium. I could have gotten a free pair of Sonic socks. <laughs> oh man. Oh, hey, I got my Sonic socks on. Oh, you lucky bastard. Yeah, I love those Sonic socks. But yeah, so, so they've got all these different visual compendiums of different, of different like, retro computers and game systems. Uh, they, they're the publishers of The Games That Weren't, which is about books that, or about games that never got released for one reason or another. Really? Metal Slug, the ultimate Metal history. Slug. Oh my god, that's a good one. I thought about They've Metal got Slug. coming up a guide to Japanese role-playing games, and that's one I'm going to definitely pick up. Hmm. Illustrated The War of the Worlds by H.G. Wells. What are some other games? You know, I can think of a couple that I thought were... I got really excited about, but they never came out. And One of them was um, Starcraft Ghost for the GameCube. Do you ever hear of that one? It was supposed to be a third-person shooter by Blizzard. And they had a demo, and they had a couple things going on, but they eventually canned the whole game. Never came out. Never saw the light of day. Another one... Uh, yeah, that's, that could actually be in there. I would not be surprised, but I'm not going to go 
upstairs and grab my copy while we're doing the show. Well, here's another one for you. I'm just talking about the games. I don't know what's in the book or not. But there was a Stargate SG-1 game that got canned. Yes, there was, there was going to be a SG-1 MMORPG. Wait, whoa. MMORPG? I didn't hear about that yeah. one. Yeah, and so, like, you'd all be you'd all be playing, like, well, I mean, a lot of people would be playing as USAF uh, Stargate team uh, members. Yeah. And I'm sure I'm sure they'd probably bring in Jaffa and Offworlders at some point as well. Mm. But yeah, I remember I remember there was this whole idea we're going to there's going to be a SG1 MMO. Now, the game I was thinking of, I think, was just a first person or third person shooter. Um, and it was be- it was certainly not an MMO. Maybe they changed it and reworked it a couple times, but it was a, you know, just one of those things you heard about, and they, it, it showed up in some magazines. You know, remember back when you got your gaming news from magazines, and so you saw some screenshots and you read about it, and then it never showed up. Yeah. Oh, well, we have to live on the Super Nintendo video game. I think there was a, a SNES uh, Stargate game, but it's the only one that saw the light of day. I think. I think it was available on Genesis as well, but that was based on the movie, not on the show. Yeah. Completely different. Completely different. Yeah. Actually, very, very much completely different. So you buying anything else from Bitmap Books? Uh, just the just the JRPG book when, when that rolls around. Is it going to be a certain era of JRPGs? Like, is it going to be Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy VII and... Uh, the stuff from the no, 90s? No, it's or? just a guide to Japanese role-playing games. And I think it cover, covers everything from the sound of things. From Dragon Quest to Final Fantasy, from Megami Tensei to Pokemon, a guide to Japanese role-playing games explores the expansive history of Japanese role-playing games, beginning on 8-bit microcomputers and following them all the way up to the heavy hitters of the modern era. Hmm. From the website... Interesting. Coming out in May. Coming out in May. Oh, well. I doubt there's going to be a lot of Aragay inside it. No, there. I, I assume there will not be any. After all, after all, the Brits are sexless to begin with. It's so sad. That whole island has nothing to do all day. Mm-hmm. Except be snooty. Yep. Well... You know, we could always do a, a coffee table book about the strip mahjong. Podcasting. Strip mahjong is what I was going, but okay. We could do podcasting also. <laughs> you know, just, uh, that would be probably sell pretty well, you know, sex games. Yeah, it probably would. Anyway, we are running out of time and we need to run down what's coming out. Yeah, why don't we go do before... that? Run me down. Yeah. All right, so... There's a few sequels coming out in uh, January. And most most of like most of the shows that are coming out in January don't really tickle my fancy. I'm definitely going to be watching the sequels to shows that I have been watching. So, for example, I'm definitely going to be watching Takagi-san season 3. I'm going to be watching uh uh final part s- Final season part two of uh, Attack on Titan, despite the fact that, despite the fact that I know that it's like absolutely horrible from from how the manga ended. 
I, I'm I'm not looking to be impressed. I'm looking to see just how disappointed I will be by the end of it. Hmm. Uh, Air Ferretta season two is coming out as well. Uh, the the so supposedly horror and now more spoopy than spooky Yami Shibai season ten is happening in January as well. Okay. Yeah, there's some movies too. There's another. There's another Space Battleship Yamato movie coming out in February. <laughs> oh, good. They never let Star Blazers go, huh? No, they never will. Makes uh, money. Apparently, there is a... Uh, there is yet a new idol anime coming out. Well, there's at least one. Cause I, the only anime I'm going to talk about is an idol anime. But you do yours first. Oh, it's probably the one, it's probably the one that uh, you saw as well. I don't know. Uh, where My... is it? Q! Based no. on the video game. Ba- based on an idle training mobile game produced by Liber Entertainment and Pony Canyon. You know, nothing gets me into entertained like idling in a queue. That's what I have to say. Ba-doom-tsh. Ba-doom-tsh. Nah, this is different. What's this one about, though? Uh, then I'll go into mine. It's just, uh, they're, they're taking a mobile game and making an anime out of it. And it just so happens and, and to be about everything. idols. Yeah, that, that that essentially says everything. Well, wait, there's been good mobile game animes. Like we had, um, uh, what was the one about the, uh, the, the zoo? Kimono Friends. I've heard that, uh, that there were issues with it. I was, I was thinking first when you're saying based on, based on game, I was thinking can't I collection. Uh, no, that was pretty popular too. Yeah, but the so that was a case where the game was popular. I don't. Did it even have an anime? Yeah, it does. Uh, Doesn't it? I thought it did. I did watch it, (laughs) but uh, Kimono Friends was supposed to be a giant, um, mobile game kind of property. They they were gonna launch. Oh, there's a game. There's gonna be completely flopped. Yeah, and it completely flopped except the anime. Uh, which is a low, extremely low-budget, s- bad CG animated show that won the hearts and minds of a bunch of losers on the internet. Uh, despite the fact that the source material was crap, the show was actually really uh, had a lot of heart. So, no, the uh, idol anime I was going to talk about was so yeah, uh, Kantai oh. Collection had an anime in in 2015, and there's going to be a new series next year. Cool, I don't care at all. Um, speaking of. <laughs> Good Mechamasume. <laughs> Luminous Witches is going to have, which is the Strike Witches uh, show by uh, Shaft, which keeps getting delayed. They say it's going to come out in 2022 now. So I'm excited for that. It's not coming up this well, season. Well, it's definitely but... not coming out in 2021. Yep. Well, it was supposed to come out last fall. I mean, like October or something like that. But one of the yeah. one of the uh, voice talent, the she quit and they had to recast her. Um, Miyu Kurosaka retired all of a sudden and uh they had to she got pregnant well yeah that's what well they said due to health issues but they they didn't say anything else is that what happened to her yeah probably i have no idea but usually when there's like some sort of when there's some sort of sudden retirement and things like health issues come up it usually means that they got knocked up and they're now hiding. I mean, if it's like like AKB forty eight, it could just mean like, hey, I got a boyfriend and they fired me, but I'm making yeah. it look like I quit. 
But for that, that's for idols. For voice actresses, I mean, you're, but it's an idol group. Some of Ooh. them are also idols, but then it's like, but at the point that you're actually getting like voice acting jobs, it's you're a little more you're a little more stable. You're a little more able to get away with having a relationship. But if you're unmarried and you end up pregnant, that can be a career ender still. In Japan, jeez. No, this is an idol group. Gotta love a, that patriarchy. It's all it's all triple threats in Japan, as we know for the uh, voice talent. It's all people who you have to be able to sing, act, and dance uh, to be popular. And if you're pregnant, you're definitely not going to be dancing. And so the luminous way <laughs> I stopped that. <laughs> um, I stopped that, but the luminous witch's uh, voice talent is also the idol group. So they're doing the they're doing the thing where they have the show and then they're going to have all the radio singles at the same time and all the songs from the show are going to be hit singles for the uh, you know the Annie song market is what they're shooting for anyway so the project is so much yeah, more I'd, than I'd an say anime. 90% chance that she got knocked up All right well we know what uh, your fantasy is but uh, let's move on <laughs> Uh, there's some there's some adaptions of Monk I've been reading that are getting adaptations. There we go. It's that are, the... that are getting animated and airing in January. Get, the, get that third syllable in there. Sono Bisque Doll Wakoi no Wosoru is one of them. Okay. And so this is this is about uh this is about some boring teenage guy who who loves making Hina dolls. Okay. But ends up ends up uh, being the cosplay costumer for the most popular girl in his high school. Okay. So it's etchy because she's a gal with big tits and romance. Okay, you're talking my language. Maybe I'll watch it. I, I thought know. I was. I thought so. <laughs> Another one that I'd mentioned that I'd mentioned before this season started. It got delayed. Uh, Shumatsu no Harem or World's End Harem, and that's the one with the with the guy who comes out of like uh, medical cold sleep to find that like all the other men in the world are either uh, popsicles themselves or are dead because of a disease that killed off most of the men. Okay. So I talked about that before. It looks like it is actually going to air this season now, coming up. So I'll finally be able to watch that. Hey, we got a badminton uh, anime. You've got to have an anime uh, for every single sport possible. Yes, as the rules yes. say. So I'm so I'm not mentioning it. <laughs> There's enough damn sport anime out there already. Yeah. Well, if you if you want to watch an anime about a badminton club, you could watch that. They've had one for everything: basketball, curling. They've got swimming. Uh, they've even have fake sports that they made up Hockey. just for the show. Hockey. Yeah. Hey, how'd that show? Oh, yeah, end? that that end that. The last episode is is the next one, isn't it? Did the dream it's not continuing into January? The Dream Monkeys. Did they win the Stanley Cup yet? Oh, haven't seen that. But they are they are playing the former team of the girl who was going to quit until she was roped into joining the Dream Monkeys. Okay. So you know, there's going to be there's going to be some drama, and at the end, everybody is going to hug and. And cry, and then they're going to do their victory idol dance. Yeah, and it's just like when Tom Brady went back to f- <laughs> went back to uh, 
the uh, Gillette Stadium to Fox. Did he do? Did he do a synchronized? dance and song number with his teammates you know i think he did i think i think brady and gronkowski they did like an idle dance and they spun around and they spiked the ball and how do they look in those sparkly idol costumes oh damn good you know you know with the commercials that rob gronkowski has been doing if he showed up in a sailor moon costume (laughs) you know what i'd believe it it's just yeah it's plausible okay he's gonna do it he'll do anything (laughs) uh but that's neither here nor there (laughs) Um, we do have some podcasts to run down before we close out. Yeah, we definitely got to run down those podcasts. We're going to run, run them down. down. Run them down. <laughs> the peasants up ahead. Go get him. <laughs> Hit the gas. Uh, here we go. We got a couple podcasts to talk about. I'll, I'll, I'll mention the ones I've been listening to and you can uh, bring up yours. Uh, we had Hog Story uh, number 246, Boy After Pull, with uh, Carolyn Blaney and Fletcher, John Fletcher. And uh, I was just listening to that today. They had their uh, story about the Texas water trouble and uh, uh, these damn dams that the, they want to keep building. The damn dams. And uh, the, I, I prefer Van Dams myself. <laughs> I used to have that clip of Jean Claude Van Damme doing uh, "Get the Damn Van." Uh, do I have that damn van? Maybe van. Van in riding? No, I'm getting a bunch of shit that's not. I'm I'm literally getting cameras uh, from vans. There we go. Ambience van driving in rain with wipers on. Here we go. I don't think that counts. No, it doesn't count. But I'll let that play out for the show. Um, Yeah, Lubbock, Texas. I almost went to Lubbock, Texas a couple times. They have a they have an airport there that got completely converted to a technology center, and uh, they do some cool stuff there. And I. I almost bullshitted my way into going there, but I didn't. I didn't quite get it. But I, I was trying to go to Lubbock for a while. But um, yeah, it was a fun episode. A uh, little local Texas politics. I won't say local. It's really state politics. But it's fun to get the inside scoop, especially when someone can explain what's going on in the state. With what are what's the logging industry interested in? Why? Is, what's what's this guy's bias when he's talking about uh, uh, the industry? You know, this is. Uh, Something Fletcher provided really well. I, I really did like that episode. I was thrilled by it. Yeah, it was really good information. It's not the hog story we're used to when it's all serious like that, but it was definitely good listening. I mean, they had a, uh, Fletcher talk about it. They had an angry cam girl in there, you know? It's uh, Well, you always got to have an angry cam girl. <laughs> you got to piss them off, that's all. Uh, Bulls with Buds. They had uh, Mo Fax on 122, and they... I know they had an episode. Yeah, that was that was right after the Sunday No Agenda, wasn't it? Yeah, it went really yeah. well. I caught about ten minutes of it live. Um, I was taking a break from something else, but then I caught up with the rest of it. Uh, uh, well, I was commuting earlier this week, so it was a really good episode. And you know, mm-hmm. you should all go listen to it. Bulls yeah. with Buds is a last, is a fun little segment. Yeah, last night I was listening to uh, Bull After Bull up until the point where the stream completely died. Uh-oh. At least. Yeah, there were some technical problems, and because it was close to midnight, I was like, okay, well, I should probably go to bed since it's probably going to be a while before things are working again. Womp, 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 womp. Nah, I'll have to catch up on that later. Yeah. I like, I but really... Yeah, it was, it was, it was some, it was some good talk there, uh. Uh, Lorian was bringing in a lot of stuff about, uh, about what's going on in law around, uh, around weed. And, uh, 
there's more there's more uh, podcasting and lightning talk out of Sir Spencer. And I guess I guess with next week's show, when he's bringing up the boosts and stuff, he's going to have to talk about us now Ooh. because we have the boosts. We have the boosts. We have the boosts. Yeah, we have the boosts. We're just like Arby's. We have the boosts. <laughs> yeah. Oh Lord. Um, let's see. We had Angry Tech News episode number fourteen. Uh, came out right. Right after our, uh, I think that was on the 16th, so it was right after the last episode. So I listened to that earlier, uh, I think this weekend, and I realized there's also a number 15 out, but I haven't listened to that one yet, because this release schedule for Angry Tech News keeps switching a day or two to the left or right. Uh, uh, I can't keep track of it. Episodes come out when when Sir Bemrose is angry enough to rant about something. Mm. Someone go stomp on his toe so he makes more episodes. He talked about the log four shell uh, bug, which is kind of cool to hear it explained. Um, I've heard about that. And I know he has episode 15, Disney Radiation, is just just out. So I'm sure it's great. you got to go listen to it. But I've not yet heard it. So he could be trashing me. If he trashes me in the episode, you need to stop listening uh, and and uh, listen and to us give, instead. Give us the sats you would have given him. Yeah. But uh, but if it's a good episode, you're allowed to keep listening. Those are the rules. Um, I also listen to uh, Dean Reiner. Uh, I've continually been a fan of Up Is Down, and I don't talk about it on the show. Usually, he's more uh, he talks more about politics than uh, I'm willing to bring up on Rare Encounter. And so, you know, I just wanted to mention that I listen to him a lot, and I do enjoy his uh, his podcast. There you go. Get episode one eighteen. This is this is the way. Do you know the way? Do you know the way? Do you know? The oh, yeah, way? that 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 was something that was that came up since last episode. Uh, there is a little bit of there's a little bit of talk about the new Sonic movie and how it has Knuckles and the uh, Ugandan <gasps> Knuckles meme maybe maybe due for a comeback. Did they cast? Wait a minute. Who who voices Knuckles? Did they get a guy with a Jamaican accent or a Ugandan accent or something? Who 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 they get uh, to play Knuckles? Is it a guy who's I like, forget. Do you know the way? I don't. I don't know. I've got. I'm looking. I'm looking for the information. <sighs> that would right be prime. Now. That would be prime. Uh, the first Sonic movie was a lot of fun. I watched that in 2020, um, about two days before they closed all the theaters, and I was one of about seven or eight people in there. Here we go. Idris Elba. Ah, uh, there you go. This is good. Well, it depends on how he does the performance, though. If he leans into Do it. Do you think he knows the way? I think he knows the way. He knows what we want to hear, doesn't he? He's going to do it, right? <laughs> He's going to do, like, the stupid the stupid meme knuckles voice. Oh, God, I hope he I, does. I hope. I really hope. Uh, you know what? The, you have to play to the audience. That's what they want. Come on. Idris Elba. Oh my god! <laughs> well, what do we got for pot? You got anything to add to podcast? This, this tweet that was that was shown in the Know Your Meme article about uh, about his casting. We told you Knuckles was black. <laughs> who who doubted it? Who doubted? I mean, I mean, Knuckles even got dreadlocks, right? I yeah. mean, I mean, we knew it from when Sonic Three came out on the Genesis. Oh man, this is great. This is great. 
What do you mean? Do you got any things to add to podcasts? There's more podcasts, but I, I can't list every single one of them every single episode. No, I don't. I don't. It's I'm the same way, man. Like, there's only so much that sticks in my head. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, be, go listen to Behind the Schemes, too. That's a good one. Uh, I can't talk about it. Not enough time. There's so little time and so much to do, man. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing right now. It's probably not this, but I'm doing it anyway. Until next time, I'm Abel Kirby. I'm Cold Acid. Stay fruity, boys. I had a good woman. But she laid down, honey, and died. Oh, I had a good woman. But she laid down and died. Don't you know everybody tell me she wasn't satisfied?